2: G-Sean, J-Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.
0: ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, ESPN 2. Play it on your smart speaker. Say play ESPN. Download the podcast. Open your window and listen. We'll yell. Presented by Progressive Insurance. Guys, we're at the Knicks game last night. Really, a Nets game at Madison Square Garden. Knicks-Nets. Knicks have that big lead. Nets come back on them. But we were we were really talking the last couple days about how disappointing this Lakers season has been, right?
3: And we never talk about how good the Clippers season is by the way. I guess I shows <laughs> yeah, no you in LA, like nobody. In LA. <laughs> I'm like, how come Maybe we not talking about the last How night. come nobody's talking about the by Clippers? The way, it's not even, even Ty the th- love. Like it's like
0: every day it's the Lakers. It's not even the LA doesn't care about the Clippers. They hate the Clippers. They, no, the Clippers. We don't care. No, no, no. L A hates the Clippers. They love the Lakers, and part of loving the Lakers is looking down on the Clippers. You,
4: you got to be a, a fraud to root for the Clippers and be in L A. Damn, yeah.
3: that's a harsh word. It's true. Yeah, that's I'm true. Why does it doesn't feel that way in New York if you root for Brooklyn instead of the Knicks? Because the Knicks don't have the equity
0: that the the, like the, the really, Lakers have been great for so long.
3: You really.
4: Or searching for something deep inside when you're rooting for the Clippers. Like, literally. Like, you really are searching. Like, you need some help. Lakers. Since I, wait, before you move on. You know I've never been to a Clipper game, a Clipper home game, at Staples Center. <laughs> never. How, come never on, thought but, about it. Unless they played the Lakers oh, and the Lakers was at home. I've never been to a Clipper home game.
0: That's what I was going to ask. Come on. Because you had to go on a Wednesday. Because Clippers get all the bad dates no, at Staples. Uh, you know? Not on a but,
4: home game. Meaning home when the Lakers aren't are the playing team. them. No, yeah. The, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but
0: you'll go to a Clippers quote unquote home game if the Lakers are playing them, and it happens to be the Clippers night. So they're the supposed home home. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Had to
4: be the Lakers. Other than that, not not but, interesting.
0: By the way, we've been talking. There's so much to do right now. There's so many sp- like yeah, you know, Tiger at the Masters, and 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 the Lakers disaster, and the Nets in the in the play in, and and baseball opening day. There's so much going on. Would you have the same energy for LeBron that you had for KD? If LeBron went to Golden State because he's been talking about he'd love to play with Steph recently, and Steph ain't going anywhere. Eight eight eight, say ESPN seven two nine three seven seven six. You can hit us up on the Twitter feed at Key and Max. But guys, there's there's just so much going on. I, we've been talking about the Lakers dumpster fire. Jay, you said most disappointing, not just basketball season ever, team ever. Considering there were championship aspirations, ten out of fifteen teams make the playoff, make the postseason. And they're not one of them, right? They didn't even make the postseason. Chris Carlin, ESPN radio host, on Greeny, show that follows us with Mike Greenberg here on ESPN radio, I thought he made a real interesting point about something hidden in plain sight. No team more disappointing than the Lakers? Listen to Chris Carlin. It's funny. I, I don't know that I'm pulling
2: it fully up top yet. Because I still think, depending on what happens with the Nets, if they were actually out in the first round, it could be even worse.
3: Uh, That could be even worse than what has happened to the Lakers this year. No, Chris Collins did wrong. It it, it, it couldn't be worse. It couldn't be worse because, first off, when KD went down, they were the best team in the East. Right, like Their record was reflective of them being the best team in the East with James Harden, with Kyrie playing part-time. James Harden leaving with Kyrie playing part-time and Kevin Durant's injury is why they dropped out of the race. Now, they're still an assassin type of team, but re- losing James Harden, I think, almost, and Kyrie being part-time for most of the year, gives them somewhat of a pass. What in- about AD's yeah. injury?
0: AD hadn't played most of the season. Yeah, but yeah. He still had Russ full-time. You but, had
3: LeBron, and but Lus their expectations
0: were higher for the. I, I look. I do, ultimately, I think the Lakers being a dumpster fire is a bigger disappointment. But, but the fact is, the expectations for the Nets were higher because everyone could shoot and score from anywhere,
3: and because they were, looked so good with when James they played Harden. together with, with James Harden, they were higher. I don't know. I don't but know. The Lakers
4: yeah, were banged know, up. I don't know if it was higher, Max. You got to think the Lakers put this team together to win a championship, right? And James. So when you look at the situation with them, you sitting there saying, first of all, it's the Lakers. So that expectation is always championship. It's always boom or bust. The Nets got a little bit of a room, a little bit of a runway, because Kyrie's coming back. KD's coming back. We assume Ben Simmons is going to get healthy. And if they get bounced in the first round, they got next year – we trying to get rid of either A.D. we trying to get rid of Westbrook. But that's and LeBron's getting a little bit older. So you think about it as a Laker fan? We don't have a runway. And this can, is it for can us. I add on to
3: that? When you, when you hear the names LeBron, A.D., and Russ, you automatically think NBA Finals. 100%. I think NBA Finals, there's, but, there's nothing less. But there, there's 17 games below 500. What looks sweeter? 17 games below 500. What
4: looks sweeter to you? If I put a picture of... The Brooklyn three, in the in the Lakers three, you look at that and go, hmm. yeah, I like the Lakers three no, I like I, a whole I like, lot better. No,
0: I like the Brooklyn because they could all all three of those guys when they had Harden could score at an elite level, like all time elite level from all three levels, right? Yes, yeah, like score, that wasn't the Lakers, but
4: they would score, but complete basketball. But
0: without Harden in the playoffs last year, no Harden when mm-hmm. he was hurt. KD and Kyrie were waxing the eventual champion Bucks and almost beat him just with KD. So we'd already seen them achieve a certain level, although you could also argue LeBron and AD already won a chip.
3: Yes, that's what I'm saying. And by yes. the way, we're talking about the big three as if they still exist. That's no longer the case. So that, when Chris Carlin's saying if they lose in the first round, it's bigger than the Lakers, I'm like, but we're not talking about the same thing. Lakers didn't even make We're talking make about Ben Simmons now. We're not even sure he's going to be able to play.
0: But that's, But however you slice it, here are the Brooklyn Nets. They're gonna have the greatest offense in the history of American oh, by, by way, team sports, it, 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 right? It
3: can't be the Max, it can't be the Brooklyn Nets. No, why? Because they're in the playoffs. Uh, that's right. what I'm saying. Just, going just, to that's why that's simplistic. They're in the playoffs. In the playoffs. If, if playoffs. you
0: ask me what's a bigger dumpster fire, what's a bigger disaster? Lakers bigger than the Nets. I think Chris Carlin brings up an interesting point about the Nets, though. All the NBA quant stat guys that you guys make fun of, all the analytics, here on like on the dot com. When the Lakers put this together, they were like, I don't think this is going to work. Like, the, the analysis was, they're not going to be, this is not, a sh- like, everyone, oh, they're going to go to the finals. They might be the fifth best team in the West. Now, it yeah, turns out they, they're the 11th best team, but still, it wasn't like, oh, this is not like now, when the Nets but, put it together. But that's really not
4: why they're not in the playoffs. Injuries really did get to the Lakers. Injuries got to them, right? But it didn't – even when they was together, it didn't look
0: right. So if they would have gone – if they would have been fifth, sixth in the West, and then everyone gets hurt, that's why they
3: missed the playoffs. What, what conference is better? East by a little. I think East by a lot. I think the East is a deeper conference. You're talking – when you look at the East, you're looking at the Miami Heat, the Boston Celtics, Milwaukee Bucks, 76ers, the Bulls were there, the Cavs were top four in did East for a while. Did mention the Bulls? I did mention my Bulls. But so, like, I, I look at the conference, I'm sitting there saying, wait – so if people aren't sure about the Western Conference, if I'm looking at the top three teams as the best title contenders, go yeah, state, yeah, the Memphis, East clearly. East Memphis. clearly, I take it back. So East clearly, so, uh, they yeah. made the playoffs losing James Harden. They're still in the playoffs. Like that play would be yeah. play in playoffs. But is
4: the East stronger because the West seemed to be broken up, meaning everybody is hurt in the West?
3: Well, who's that? No. Kawhi. Well, Kawhi's uh, always hurt. But Okay, but okay, Kawhi and
0: but Paul George mo- miss most, most of, the of the season. Most of the season. That's the Clippers Lake, go from a powerhouse to something less. Lakers banged up.
3: Lakers, same we, thing. We,
4: Dame Lillard's been banged Miami. up. Golden State. It, Golden State's been banged up. Those are the powerhouses. Uh, I mean, my, uh, uh, Miami has injuries. Uh, uh, Miami
3: has injuries. Uh, Boston had injuries. But not like injuries. that, Jay.
0: Yeah, not like that. Not they missed like the, that. their best players in the West. Like, Think of the best players the best in the West. The best
4: players in the West have been out, Jay.
0: That's really why I think the East. The East might be better anyway, but it
3: made it a little more lopsided. A little bit. I mean Kawhi's been hurt for two years. Yeah. Is, 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 Kawhi, certain, is Kawhi gonna is he, play again? I guess field play. That's that's a like that's a legit question. You know what's so hard about guys? this guys?
0: When we talk about perception, it's a moving target we're trying to hit. So how we thought about Kawhi now that he missed another year, how we think about A D now that he's not he's playing thirty five games instead of sixty two games a year, it's changing as we're talking about it, right? It's hard to hit a moving target. That's why the that's why we now perceive the West differently than the East.
4: Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge
5: wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Key's Real Rankings brought to you by Dell for your
0: small business needs. Call Dell Technologies Advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. Take it away, Key. Yeah, my, real, five. Rankings,
4: <laughs> oh, my real Rankings is the most <laughs> impactful losses this NFL offseason that will also include front office people as well
0: as oh, coaches. A lot of movement so, this offseason. Number five.
3: Number it's, five, yes you mentioned, <laughs> get him, Yates. Talk about your, yeah, talk about your button pressing, Yates. Yeah, he was
0: very critical of Yates's button pressing in the uh, in the commercial break. He, I would lay off if I were you. Yes, that is correct.
4: <laughs> Teron Ormstead leaves the New Orleans Saints for the Miami Dolphins. They need to replace a big left tackle. That is a huge blow to New Orleans. Hmm. Number four. Number four. Super Bowl champion, two-time Super Bowl champion. It is Von Miller leaves the Los Angeles Rams for a big payday to the Buffalo Bills to weaken the Rams' defense and strengthen the Buffalo Bills. Number three. This one here is head-scratching at the least. Tyreek Hill leaves the Kansas City Chiefs to the Miami Dolphins. You go from a Rolls-Royce G550 to a commercial prop plane in Miami.
0: See how he knows all the names
4: yeah. of all the different oh, planes and stuff. Nothing, nothing
3: wrong with commercial flights. I said prop
0: plane.
2: <laughs> Number two,
0: 50, you know the one with the cabin with the <laughs> stop. with Damn. the bed in the back and the bar.
2: <laughs> Number, two. Stop.
0: <laughs> Number two. Number De- two. Number two. Devonte
4: Adams leaves the Green Bay Packers for the Las Vegas Raiders with his best friend Derek Carr and a big payday.
3: Were you, were you were you done or I, yeah he he's threw it Yates like off like yeah, you were still number going. one I wasn't sure
4: No, I'm waiting for when I stop it means he goes <laughs> I know but your tone was still going up number one number out of one all of them <laughs> the Buffalo Bills offensive coordinator Brian Dable leaves the Buffalo Bills for the New York Football Giants oh, I love it leaves Josh Allen behind and inherits your favorite guy Danny Dimes. In the New York Giants. So that's my it. top five. Teron Ormstead, Von Miller, Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, and the offensive coordinator turned head coach and Brian Dable. This is about the offseason. Most impactful losses
0: this offseason so in the NFL. Why is it that an offensive coordinator, now a head coach, but then an offensive coordinator, why is it that he is a bigger impact loss than an elite wideout or something like that, an elite pass rusher. Well, I think you got to look at it this way, Max. When you're talking about an offensive
4: coordinator who was the mastermind behind the Buffalo Bills offense and Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen and turning Josh Allen pretty much into a Pro Bowl potential Hall of Fame-type quarterback in the future, when you lose that and you get a guy in there like Ken Dorsey, it's like we don't know what he is. I mean, I know offensive coordinators are so important to an offense and to a quarterback, if they're good. If they're – now, preference if. You know, guys like Sean – that good. Sean Payton called plays for the New Orleans Saints. It's a big,
0: big blow for them. You know, Brian Dable, big blow for the Buffalo Bills. Kimberly A. Martin joins us. Good morning, Kimberly. What do you think of Key's <laughs> List?
6: Good morning. Good morning. I'm actually shocked. I'm actually shocked that a diva receiver wouldn't be more um, inclined to put losing Tyreek Hill or Devontae Adams at the top of his list. I'm actually shocked uh, because, yes, we don't know what Ken Dorsey will be like in this role, but we know Josh Allen. I think if this were year one of Josh Allen, if this were year two, uh, but I think we've seen the maturation of Josh Allen. We've seen this Buffalo Bills Offense. It's not like they took, they plucked Ken Dorsey from elsewhere, you know, and, and added him to the mix, and now they've got to sort of develop this chemistry and the synergy. Um, I'm actually, I, I, I look at the reaction that we all had to when Schefter broke the news about the Tyreek Hill trade. We were like, what? We we're like, what's going on? Who, like, the Kansas City Chiefs can't find a way to keep Tyreek Hill? Like, how is this, how, like, because you're not going to get another Tyreek Hill anywhere else you are not going to be able to draft him there's not some guy on your roster that's going to become Tyreek Hill this season so to me I'm actually really surprised Key you 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 knocked me back a little bit because because you're not 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 as predictable as I thought
3: yeah yeah Kimberly I'm a little bit surprised too that you called him a diva receiver Key your response to that
4: I, it, Kim, I, I can't. That's like my sister, man. I can't. You, you, know, you can't. I can't go at can't her. You can't go at her he and can't say what nothing. you really no, want to. I can't. You know, no. mm-hmm. Untie- mm-hmm. I can't do no. that. But now
3: she's glowing. See, now it's this little extra, Nah, he can't. He ain't doing nothing. No,
4: but look, here's, here's he my. He can't. He can't do
6: nothing. Kim,
4: here's my <laughs> thought about offensive coordinators and receivers, so to speak. Yes, mm-hmm. we saw Josh Allen's ability under Brian Dable. No question about it. You would think that everybody is still there. Everything is intact but it's about the sequence of calling plays. It's about understanding the quarterback, the rhythm. It's about understanding when to call the right plays to help your quarterback out. If you think about the history of the National Football League, which you know very well, think about some of the offensive coordinator, play-calling offensive coordinators, not some Mm -hmm. mysterious title guy who leaves, but I'm talking about who actually call the plays. When they leave those organizations, just take a look at what that organization and that offense looks like that year that that coordinator left. Not very good for the most part. And so when I look at that, I'm saying to myself, Mm -hmm. this is a Buffalo team prized to make a strong run in the AFC. And if they don't get there, it's going to be because the offense has taken a step back.
6: Ooh, you heard it here, folks. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah. I, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. And then
4: when you say Devontae Adams, for instance, as a receiver in Green Bay. It's a big blow to him, but Aaron Rodgers has played without Devontae Adams before. Devontae Adams, if he became Devontae Adams, they, he had other guys that he was throwing the football to, and he's seven and zero without mm-hmm. Devontae. So I'm not really worried about Aaron Rodgers in that offense losing Devontae Adams because. Aaron knows how to
3: navigate okay. around that. Hold on, Kimberly. Hold on. Right, Kimberly. Talk, Kimberly. To,
6: talk to me about Tyreek. Talk to me yeah, about Tyreek.
3: Okay. Hold on, what? because when I came on here the first day, that I was talking with Key about this, and I used that quote that oh he's seven zero when he played. Key was like, "Be careful about that. That game could have been against lower, bottom <laughs> no, tier <that's here> teams." <laughs> he broke the whole mm-hmm. thing down, that's but now he's using it to mm-hmm. his advantage mm-hmm. in his argument. So all I'm saying, though, no, Kimberly, no, I'm, just, I'm, I'm not. Kimberly, all I'm saying is when you have a Don't guy, listen guy that is to him,
4: he been it, drinking all night. I, well, that's that's.
3: True. I'm not telling no Guilty. lies. <laughs> no lies being it with told. Weren't yeah, you okay. drinking
6: with him at the next game? Well, yeah, he was, he was <laughs> drinking <laughs> right next
0: to me. What <laughs> is this no, man poor, talking I about? Had... What's up with chicken had... fingers and tequila, though? <laughs> yeah. What kind of a mixture is he that? He was
4: having
3: popcorn and butter and tequila. <laughs> Same thing. You know, I,
4: had, I had social water with a line.
3: <laughs> lies. Kimberly, all I'm saying is when you got a guy like 17 that is a big-time target, that when you need a big-time play, mm-hmm. you know you can go to as your safety blanket, not having that in critical situations, that's a world of a difference.
4: Mm-hmm. So here, you, you asked me about... I agree with you. You asked me about the Tyreek Hill situation. Again, who's still there? Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy and Patrick Mahomes. There's no coordinators that left. They were good offensively. Prior to Tyreek Hill, at least Andy Reid was in his past. So when you look at it, you say, well, Tyreek Hill is so special. They're going to be able to design a different style of offense than what we're used to seeing. It seems
0: key that you're really talking about when the basic architecture is still there. You can move around the furniture, right? Absolutely. Yes. So, okay, what about the Patriots without Josh McDaniels? That seems to be a kind of a day bowl situation, right? Mm. What about the Patriots without Josh McDaniels? Kimberly, Key? Kim, I think the
4: Patriots will be the Patriots because the guy with no sleeves is still on the sideline. He has his fingerprint oh. on the offense and the defensive side of the ball.
6: Mm. Mm. Okay, so Patriots are good losing their O.C., but the Bills suddenly, oh, this is the year the Bills can win, and now if they fall back, it's going to be because of the offense. Okay, this is why I actually don't think the Dable move I would move that to to two or three, in my opinion, because in in New England it, it, it's hot. I, I'm not disagreeing with Key that it's a it's a, a big move, but to me, like a Tyreek is a bigger is a bigger difference. But in New England, I go back to. What Key is saying about who's running the show? It's Belichick. Like this is for the first time in 28 years, the Patriots have drafted a quarterback drafted a quarterback in the first round. I doubt that a Hall of Fame coach, the greatest coach of all time, would take that quarterback and and knowingly stunt his growth by getting rid of the OC if he didn't have a plan in place as to how Daniel uh, Daniel Jones, woo, different quarterback, yeah. how a Mac. <laughs> Joke, could could still flourish and grow and mature. So I don't. I think New England will be fine. Personally, that's why I'm Kimberly, also not as concerned about Josh Allen. Yes, my dear.
0: Kimberly, I, did he really like? It's did he really have a choice? His OC wanted a head coaching job. Obviously, it's a promotion. What could Bill, Belichick really do? Right, it like was the right job for Josh. Right, right. Okay. So, but but to that point, then mm-hmm. key. If he's just going to lose his OC because hey, look, there's a good head coaching job available. But it does seem inconsistent. Kimberly just pointed but, out in your
5: stance that let me
0: on the again. No, go ahead, finish.
4: Me, no, no, just on. Mm-hmm. No, no, I'm no, no, good. I on the one hand, now. It, it hits the Patriots, it hits the Bills, but not the Patriots. You know why? Because Bill's done this before. Bill has lost Josh McDaniels before, mm-hmm. and guess what? The mm-hmm. offense didn't miss a beat. And I know, That's I know, that, and I know what y'all gonna say. <laughs> mm-hmm. Tom Brady was the quarterback. Tom Brady was the quarterback. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Did it the didn't offense not miss a beat? Uh, no, it didn't. Uh, were the those offense. the dry years? No. The offense, when, when Josh McDaniels left the following year, that offense finished, I believe, in the top six in the National Football League. And with no offensive coordinator, guess who was calling it? Bill Belichick, yeah. Belichick it was, the, was the offense and the defense coordinator. I get, I, I know just, what you're going to say. I'm just saying is the say. greatest quarterback <laughs> of <laughs> all, all time. He's going to make up a huge difference. That's all. But that offense ain't the same with Josh McDaniels as it was with Tom Brady and Josh McDaniels anyway because it's Mac Jones. Like Kimberly said, they're not looking to do that. He still has training wheels on right now, no matter who the coordinator is. Hmm. No,
0: no I, <laughs> I, actually, I, I'm, I'm with you, and I buy your explanations on both. I'd be more worried about the Bills and the Patriots. I'd still have my eye on the Patriots, but I'd be more worried about the Bills. They're not
4: going to do anything, Kim. They're going to run the same little boring offense that they ran this past Year in 2010, I think it was <laughs> that they did that. In 2010, oh, he called yeah. both offense and defense. What about Aaron Rodgers without
0: Devonte Adams?
4: Aaron Rodgers has played without Devonte Adams before. Yes, the small sem- sample no, size. No, 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 no. Not just the seven and zero. I'm talking about in his career. Career. Before Devonte Adams even got there, he made other receivers better. So I'm not really worried about that. It's a blow because Devonte can go, but I'm not really
0: overly worried what about, about
6: you, Kim. No, I, I'm con- I don't feel as high on the Packers as I once did, and it feels blasphemous to say that because of 12. 12 is that guy that, that he can, he can who, whoever's out there, he can win with. However, a couple games in a season or one game in a season is a little different than not having Devontae Adams there for an entire season. I understand you plug and play. That's what Rodgers is about, the Packers. Okay, uh, you know, we can take somebody and make him better because of Aaron. But part of why Devontae wanted out and wanted more money is because he understands that that Aaron is that guy, but he also felt like, you know, I'm a big part of this offense, too. What Aaron's able to do is also contingent, about, uh, contingent upon me running my routes, at being a, a technician and being so precise and being able to catch these contested passes. So I, I don't. No, if I don't know what the Packers will look like without Devontae. I'm so interested to see. I know they have 12, so that makes everything a little bit more palatable. But can the Packers come January, come late December, January, can they beat some of these teams like the Rams or the Bucks? Something that they weren't able to do previously? I don't know.
0: Kimberly A. Martin, ladies and gentlemen, great hearing from you as always, Kimberly. All right, Sister Kimberly. All right, Auntie.
3: <laughs> don't be cooking no. Don't be cooking no. Hey, Yeah, you don't
6: season in no. the grease. You don't season in the grease. Can you tell no. him,
3: Kimberly? Please.
6: Do not season the grease, y'all. Don't do it. Don't do it. There it
0: is. This is Keyshawn J. X, presented by Progressive Insurance, coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier Seventeen. Brought to you by Chase. Why one NFL analyst? says, while Brian Dable may no longer be in Buffalo, the expectations remain that it is Super Bowl or bust. Key, do you agree? Hold on. Hold that thought. Keyshawn J. Willimax, ESPN Radio, serious XM Channel 80. Guys, Jay's <laughs> J- 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 feeling it. <laughs> Ryan Clark. ESPN NFL analyst, of course, was on NFL Live and had this to say we were just talking about the Bills and Dable and the effect that Dable's leaving for the Giants head coaching position will have on the offense. Key thinks it's the number one loss of the entire offseason, including all players and everything, because Key, according to you, and I'm buying, I'm buying what you're selling in a top notch offensive coordinator who's a play caller has an enormous effect on your team. And conversely, Not just a title guy. Right. And, and, and a guy who's bad at that can really hurt your team. So the fact that you have an elite guy is, I'm assuming you assume that you think table elite in that way. Big, big loss for the Bills. But listen to what Ryan Clark says. The expectations are for the Bills.
4: This has to produce a championship. This has to be a connection that's able to win the AFC championship over the Kansas City Chiefs or over some of these teams that have now rebuilt and are full of power in the AFC.
0: Do the Bills have more pressure than any other team to get to the Super Bowl? Not win the Super Bowl, get to the Super Bowl, Key.
4: I think they do. I, I, you know, I started thinking about this and batting it around. I'm, I'm looking at it in the NFL. I think when you start to look at the fact that they believe that they are one, maybe two players away from making that happen, an elite pass rusher, what did they do? They went out there and backed the Brinks truck up to go give Von Miller to – they already had a great defense. Now this defense is, I don't know, what's the next word outside of great? Mm. Uh, whatever it is, find one in your Columbia yeah. Dictionary. But it, it's, it's one of those <laughs> all deals. All-time great? <laughs> All-time great, there <laughs> you go. It, it, but he <laughs> brings something totally different to the equation for them. Then Stephon D, we already know what Stephon is. One of the top, depending on who you're arguing with, one of the top five receivers in the league. They, they could shore up their running game and not make everything dependable on Josh Allen to run the ball. So we got all that going. But when you remove the offensive coordinator from the equation, it hurts. It hurts. And I understand they think – people think that because Ken Dorsey's been in the building. You know how it is. You can do a whole lot of things to you try it. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, it's like, oh, man. In he's really, theory. In yeah. theory, you can do a lot of things till you try it. And so being under that microscope and that pressure, as you know, mm-hmm. Jay, we talk about it all the time. You know, with Coach K and now all of a sudden John Shire, Yeah. It's It's different.
3: Huge adjustment. And and
4: so that's going to be a huge adjustment for Ken Dorsey as an offensive coordinator. Thinking, calling plays at the right time. Because you say to yourself, Brian Dable will do this. And what happens It it affects the head coach. Because the head coach now has to manage this new coordinator Hmm. when he didn't have to with the other guy because he didn't have to think twice on whether or not to go
3: for it. See, it's interesting because when you think about the Bills with the way they had that shootout against the Kansas City Chiefs and the progression that you've seen this team go on, it feels like the next step is get to an AFC championship game, win a Super Bowl. Out of all the teams in the AFC – they seem like they have the most pressure on them, don't they've,
5: they? They've gotten to the AFC Championship game. This team has That's to right. get to the yeah. Super Bowl. If they, no. That's right. if they don't get to the Super Bowl, there's going to be a lot of talk about Josh Allen not putting this team over the, over the hump. Exactly. Outside of maybe the Packers, there is no team that has more pressure what if, to get to the Super Bowl than the Bills. I agree, I
0: agree with that basic premise, but what if, let me give you a couple scenarios, and it could easily happen. They face either the Bengals or the Chiefs in the <laughs> divisional round. the Bengals. And they win to get – they get past the, the AFC defending champions or past the Chiefs into the AFC – forget the Bengals. They get past the Chiefs to get into the AFC title game and then get knocked off by the Chargers. Same thing, though. Uh, to me, that's a step forward. No, same thing. It's, that's, that's the same thing? Because if you, you beat the demon. Because you, 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 the you, demon, because
4: you beat just – you. You like Evan said, you just were in the AFC Championship game. Your next step no. is I've the Super Bowl. It. And you just paid you all these
5: guys. You just were there. You cannot go here. You got to go there, Max. Outside of the quarterback, outside of the quarterback, which which the the Rams went and got (laughs) Stafford. Outside of the quarterback, the Bills are as all in as the Rams were last year. They went and paid for Von Miller. They paid to keep Stephon Gilmore. But wait, Evan, they are are the same team. There is just as much pressure on the Bills this year as there were on the Rams last year. But. Factoring
3: in what Key said about Brian Dable. Like, how do you factor? Like, what's the I adjustment period? The, the so, you don't, you don't care defenses. that the. No, Rams the and point guys defense is look like well, pressure,
0: pressure is based on perception. So, the point is here, one of the things that maybe increases the pressure on the Bills is not only do they have now have to take a step forward, which means getting to the Super Bowl, but they're doing so under lesser conditions because they the, lost Dable, right? The Rams, so, the, 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 the perception is higher, the higher and the reality, reality is, is lower. lower. I think a lot of this, though. Is the Von Miller signing like Von Miller? Well, Von is part of it. He he, like when you think about it, Super Bowl MVP, and he was a huge part of their pass rush on the way to the Super Bowl with the next team. Yeah, if it. Like it's almost like you're signing a, a pumped up Robert Orry or some dude who like when you see him. Well, <laughs> because I would say Von no, Miller has been is, a better pass yeah, rusher than Ori was what, a forward. But, but, but like he, this is a championship but this player. This is what Evan was the, the, just but saying. But the, hold
5: on, the Rams had the best defense in football. Sorry, yeah. key. the Rams had the best defense in football two years ago, and they, they lost added. their defensive coordinator, and the pressure on them to win the Super Bowl did not change. It defensive didn't change, coordinator, but it doesn't when you, matter. When huh?
4: DC. When you lose your DC, it's different than losing your offensive coordinator. So that's matter. what I'm saying. Teams so it doesn't matter Lose defensive Buffalo. coordinators all the time in the defense still. Why the Baltimore? Because the defense is just different. It's it's three coverages, a couple a couple um, pass rush
5: schemes,
4: and that's pretty much. So how about so in game adjustments, though? So
5: doesn't yeah. losing Brian Dable put more pressure on Josh yes, Allen? Yes, absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah, that that if the if
4: the Buffalo Bills don't get to the Super Bowl. This season for them
3: is a complete failure. I think it puts period. less pressure on him. I I, I think it because you, you how do you not Jay, factor, I know, but, but how do you not factor in key when you have a new coach? The time it takes to get acclimated to the calls,
4: it, like why is what that's a, like it, as
3: athletes? That's a real you thing.
4: You do factor that into it, but the fact of the matter is, you went out and you got Matthew Stafford and Von Miller. You paid Stephon Gilmore and Jalen Ramsey. Okay. You just paid Cooper Cup in uh, Stephon Diggs. And you also got Matthew Stafford in Josh Allen that you paid. So you look at all of those key pieces and components that the Buffalo Bills have that the Rams had. The Rams had all the pressure on the I world disagree. The top defense.
0: But I, I'm with Jay here. I disagree. That I think I agree. The, the Bills are facing the most pressure in the AFC to yes. make the Super Bowl. Absolutely. I don't think it's quite what the Rams were facing last year because the head coach and his whole system, he identified a quarterback of another team yes. and shipped out a number one overall no, draft yeah, pick yeah, and two firsts and everything. Yeah. So like, and, and it was also an older guy who had a lot to prove because of Detroit. Mm-hmm. Made every, so like to me, there was more pressure on the Rams this year, last year than there is on the Bills this year. Coach uh, is um, Sean McDermott is still there.
4: Yeah, in Buffalo, he didn't leave. Right, they were in the AFC Championship game. The Rams were not in the AFC Championship game prior to. I don't know acquiring- if you've considered
0: this though. A- 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 C- Dable's A- A- not A- there anymore, and Key. Let me explain something to you. <laughs> no, the offensive coordinator who's played by the
4: OC, o- Max. Break it down for him. But but when you look at it, uh, You made me lose
3: my thought. Uh, <laughs> okay, we uh, got go to we gotta go to break anyway. Well, do, come back. McDermott, break. wait a minute. McDermott, you made me lose. Something. I'm sorry.
0: Now I feel bad. That's what he
3: does, it gets you talking in circles. <laughs> I'm now.
0: going to try to be a little nicer to Michael Collins today, everybody. I'm going to try.
1: The Keyshawn, J Will and Max Podcast.
0: Keyshawn, J. Will. And
3: Max. Would you not say Tiger Woods is yeah, not an elite no, athlete? No, I would not say that. No, I would, you would say, not I say I Tiger Woods is an elite no, athlete. I would say, I, no, I would, I would
2: say Tiger's Get an elite tiger athlete. out of here. There
0: okay, he is. He may be. I don't think you can demonstrate that just by playing golf. I don't know how fast yeah. he runs, how high he jumps all that. he can't do anything
3: about him being an elite no, athlete. No, he's got
4: some athletic traits in him. Come on, man. Max,
2: that's a horrific take. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard you say. Dudes wearing makeup are not going to tell me that golfers aren't athletes. Keyshawn, J.
0: Will and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Pearls before swine. Michael Collins, ESPN golf analyst, is with us again. So nice of you to come back Yesterday, after your tr- today after your treatment yesterday, Michael. Thank you for that. So, uh, <laughs> Michael, what's it like around Augusta right now as, as, as Tiger gets, you know, ready to tee off? And what? how many hours now is it going to be? About three hours?
2: Yeah, well, they push tee times back 30 minutes. And right now, Augusta is, at best, soggy. Mm-hmm. At worst, just soaked. And it is going to be a little bit of a slog. Uh, the three honorary starters are warming up now Uh, they just had them on the screen we were watching and you just don't like to see guys like Gary player Tom Watson and Jack Nicholas under umbrellas warming up to hit the honorary starting shot here at Augusta but it is what it is we've had almost uh, two inches of rain since Monday I know uh, on the weather app it had us at about an inch and a half of rain in the last eight hours Uh, there was a huge storm that came in late last night and so Looking forward for these guys to be out there. But I will say this, the three holes that have had some changes to them and the course has been lengthened, it's going to play at its full length today. I guess the good news for the players is even though they're going to be coming into these greens with longer irons, the greens are not going to be as firm and as fast as Augusta National normally likes to have them.
3: My brother Michael, I know that every time it rains and it's slightly chilly, the aches I have in my leg are exponentially more when I walk long distances. So when I look at the weather forecast for Friday, high of 68, low of 45. Saturday, high of 60, low of 40. Sunday, low of 37. How could this factor into Tiger Woods walking these courses, taking these shots with these different trajectories?
2: Yeah, Jay, man, that's the thing. Tiger talked about it before the the car accident and before this horrific injury to his leg. That temperature really is a factor, a huge factor in how his back reacts. Now, you know, everyone focused on the car accident and the leg and him being able to walk again. But, oh, yeah, we kind of forgot this guy still had five back surgeries, you know, so it was one thing that this course is going to be long and wet because that's just really hard. It's it's like, think about walking in wet sand for everybody who has never been on a golf course before. If you've been to the beach after it rains and you try and walk through wet sand and you're like, man, why are my legs burning? Like they didn't burn yesterday when we came to the beach and it was sunny. Well, that's what it's like walking a golf course. And now the recovery time for tiger is going to be even longer. Now you throw into that really cold temperatures and now the back becomes a factor. So it feels it feels almost like Mother Nature is teasing us just a little bit. Like, hey, we got Tiger back. But then, hey, Mother Nature, uh, you might have him back, but I'll be the deciding factor on just how well he plays. Mm. Mike, you and Jay talked about the weather, Tiger's aching bones if the weather
4: is cold and all those sort of things. So why does Tiger believe and feel like a matter of fact that he can win this thing? And is that realistic? Like, is it...
2: A realistic Tiger being Tiger. Oh, that's definitely Tiger being Tiger key, big time. I mean, that was the one thing that that we joked about the other day, in when people say, you know, what do you what do you think is a realistic expectation for Tiger Woods? And you know, I said, well, if if, if you're asking Tiger, he's going to be like, I'm not here if I can't win. I'm not going to even tee it up if I can't win. But this is the thing we have to remember too. Back when he played the father son in November, Matt Kuchar was out with him and said his ball striking is good enough to win on tour right now, and it's only about stamina and his body. And I can tell you this, with the way that Tiger Woods practice, he played three nine-hole practice sessions, and then if you go back to last week on Tuesday, he played another nine holes, or he played 18 holes and then the par-three contest. There's nothing wrong with the way Tiger's hitting the ball. He's hitting the ball fantastic. So if his short game is on point and his putting is good – there's no reason that Tiger couldn't contend. But then it all comes down to stamina. Because once you get really exhausted, and you know this, you know, when you're on the football field and they're calling plays, it's a lot different in the first quarter than in the fourth quarter when you're exhausted. You know, when you get real tired, you start making mental mistakes. And it's the same on the golf course. Mm-hmm. Michael, but
0: you—, you talking to Michael Collins, the SPN NFL golf, golf analyst, Keyshawn J. Wilmax, the SPN radio. For for all the hand wringing about Tiger and the armchair psychology when when he had hit dry spells in the past, right? Didn't it really just come down to he had herniated discs? Right? He could like he was he was physically not the same, right? And then we tried to to describe right. it to all you know. Oh no, it's because it's he doesn't feel this way. He's lost his confidence. He just physically wasn't the same. For him to feel physically confident enough to play right now, wouldn't you think he's taking these factors that you're discussing into consideration? And he himself believes he will be able to handle that.
2: Well, let's be honest and go back with what the first thing that you said. Mm-hmm. We're back in the day when we were thinking that something was wrong with his game and mm-hmm. that he me- mentally wasn't there. That's also because every time we would ask Tiger, "Hey, you look like you're walking a little gingerly. Is everything okay? I'm fine. I'm good." So, mind over as, matter. Like he yes. thought he was a. F- Yeah, and he thought he was a football player and was like, if I don't say I'm injured, I'm not injured. Well, you ain't walking like you're not injured. And that injury kind of is going into the game. So, yes, he is the mentally most toughest golfer that there is on the PGA Tour and has been for a long, long time. But at his age right now, that mind over matter thing doesn't really work. But if he's here and he's teeing it up, he thinks that he can do it. And – I ain't betting against him. Give me your prediction, Mike. Who wins this I game. ain't saying he's going to win, though. I ain't saying he's going to win. Who's going to win then? I'm saying he's going to make it. Who's going to win? Uh, it'll be a playoff between Brooks Kepka and Cameron Smith. Them mm-hmm. two are going to play off.
0: Mm-hmm. There it is. Michael Collins, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, Thank but you, who Michael. wins, though? R&MC. Who's, yeah, who wins? Give me who a wins? winner. Just, I know the odds, they're, they're, the odds are against any one single player winning, right? But someone's got to win. Who's it
2: going to be? So if the weather acts like it's supposed to act and follows the forecast, yeah. Cameron Smith becomes the first player to win the Players' Championship and the Masters in the same year. Wow. That's if the weather holds. Now, if the weather doesn't hold, then Brooks Kepka wins on Sunday afternoon.
0: Thank you, Michael Collins. Right. He's the host of America's Caddy on ESPN+. Plus. Much more, much more on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max coming up in a matter of moments. Stay tuned.
2: Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast.